Welcome to the Active Faith Podcast, where faith meets an active lifestyle. My name is Andrew Ware. I am your host, and I am the Running Rev. This is not just any other podcast about an active lifestyle, but join us as we unpack the why behind our activity and how we connect it to our faith. I am having conversations and exploring the journeys of others as we all build a theology of self-care, exploring how we care for ourselves by being active persons in whatever form may feel best for us as we seek to live out our faith. Welcome, friends, to episode 11. My guest today is Josh Wax. Josh lives in the Virginia Beach area, and Josh's big thing is strength training, strength training and powerlifting and all of these strong events. However, Josh's journey is one of overcoming his weaknesses, overcoming his weaknesses and his failures. And so we are going to dive into Josh's journey, and we are going to explore what weakness means, what strength means, what it means to approach all of these things, what it means not to get lost in the comparison game, all of these things that we are going to explore, and all in the name of building a theology of self-care. And so I invite you to come along this journey today as we hear Josh's story, as Josh and I have this conversation about what his journey has been like and what we can learn from Josh's journey as we go along. So come along for this journey and let's hear what Josh has to say. All right, welcome in today. Today we have Josh Wax with us. What an exciting uh, journey we are about to unpack. And so, uh, Josh, welcome in. How are you doing today? Doing great, Andrew. Thanks for having me on. Uh, it's been a pleasure and ready to kind of talk about uh, my story a little bit. Yeah, definitely. All right, well, let's start with where we start with every guest. We want to hear a little bit about you. So, Josh, who are you? Uh, what do you call home? And how are you active? So I am Josh Wax. Uh, I call Virginia Beach, Virginia home currently. Um, and I am active or why I'm active is because I like to pursue goals, especially in the strength sports fields um, and kind of have a challenge in my way and try to overcome that that way. So I'm a, I used to be a competitive powerlifter and I do competitive strongman right now, actually dabbled a little bit in the, in the cross field crossfit field in the in the summertime so just kind of like to challenge myself in those strength feats uh, a little bit yeah i think I, I i saw you dabble in the religion that is crossfit a little bit not too long ago but uh it's it's cool and interesting to have someone who does a lot of strength stuff on here uh normally we have runners we have cyclists we have you know we've had a swimmer on uh, I often say that for runners, strength training is one of the worst things that we do uh, in the in that we like never do it. Um, and so oftentimes that's one of my weak spots is trying to stay strong as I'm a runner. So it's it's cool to have a, someone who does strength training, does powerlifting, does all of these things on here. And, uh, and you and you talked a little bit about your why, but I'd love it uh, if you could really tell us why you are active? I, I think really I'm active is because I like to hold that my, my body is my, is a temple. Um, and I like to make sure it's, it's taken care of not only now, um, but it's, it's longevity purposes. I have a family history that's really against me with it, whether it be high blood pressure, high cholesterol, or, or things of that nature, heart disease. Um, and really just want to try to combat that now. So that way I can have a prosperous life um and as well as so 
I can take care of my body and kind of treat it with the respect that I have because I only have this one chance. So it's like, let's, let's make the, the most of it and the best of it. So I can kind of treat it that way. Um, yeah. and kind of why I'm active. So that's kind of the rural, rural reason why I, I choose to follow the lifestyle and put my body through some of the, the stressors that I, that I choose. Yeah. And I know, um, you know, Josh and I have known each other for quite a while. I know Josh's sister really well. We've been friends for a long time. I've known the wax family since, since we were all kids. And, and it really is this sense in which you all have surrounded yourselves with this manner of activity to both care for and protect yourselves. And, and I'll say, you know, I'm trying to get your sister on, so let's see if we can convince her. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, but even, even in that and looking at your sister's journey of what that's been like and what she's gone through and how she's unpacked that. And like I said, I want to unpack that with her in another episode. Uh, but to see this manner in which you can care for yourself as a way to sort of control that situation, right? We can, can we can control ourselves and we can see the way in which those whom we love care for themselves, whether in good or bad ways, and, and we can unpack it. You know, I, I, I'm not gonna lie that sometimes when I think about my own family's history of high blood pressure and heart disease and, you know, diabetes and things like that, I'm like, no, the, the more that I run, maybe the more that I can uh, maybe stave off those, those family you know, heart, heart things and stuff like that. And so definitely seeing the why as maybe trying to learn, learn from the past, like learn from our family's past exactly. and learn from what's gone. And that's not to say anything bad about any of our family members or anything like that, but it's definitely something that I think motivates you. Um, it motivates your sister. It, you know, I see the way in which it motivates your wife uh, too. Uh, for any of you who follow, who may follow Josh on Facebook or Instagram, you'll see his wife, like, right there lifted with oh, yeah. them uh yeah. supporting them i love the videos when you'll do like some massive lift um and i've almost gotten to recognize it now because i think normally you'll use jordan jordan is his wife normally yeah. you'll use jordan to tape them yeah. um and all of a sudden you just hear jordan like just cheering on in the background mm -hmm. i've almost gotten to know jordan's voice through that um and it's cool to see that that activity has become almost like a family thing as a way to protect yourselves yeah, um, absolutely. And what a cool thing to develop, mm -hmm. you know, whether we're talking about community, whether we're talking about self-care and the way that these two things kind of measure together. Um, and, and, and this kind of leads down the path of why I wanted Josh to come on here, because as a person who does strength training, uh, something like weakness becomes a very big quality and aspect of strength training. You know, as a runner, I can identify where my weaknesses are. And that's supposed to be where this strength training component comes in for runners and, and all of us who aren't doing like powerlifting. But I think for, for sports like powerlifting and especially ones that involve like lifting weights, there's a very clear emphasis on what is strength and, and what is weakness. So I want to dive into that a little bit as yeah. we unpack. And so if you were to maybe, if, if you were tasked by Webster's Dictionary to define strength, what does the word strength mean to you? I think it's it's nothing tangible. It's more or less something of a way of overcoming like an obstacle um, is kind of how I put it. It's we have these obstacles day in, day out, whether it's in the gym or on a run or just in our day to day lives. It's like we have that obstacle and getting through it. Um, that takes strength. It's it's getting through it and it's being 
put down, put down on your back a couple of times and it's rising back up. It's having that strength in your body to, to get back up and get past that obstacle. So that's kind of what I've loosely defined strength as obviously strength as a total is using your muscles Mm -hmm. to perform an action. Um, so that's, that's another way, uh, that is used, especially in the fitness world, because I'm also in the process of getting my CSCS, which is my strength and conditioning certification, nice. um, to, to be a personal trainer. So I'm in that process, that early introductory phase of kind of learning everything about that too, and knowing the why behind it, which has kind of been fun to kind of really delve into that field specifically. And I think one of the cool things about strength, especially when it comes to physical activity, is strength is built by actually tearing the muscles apart. Mm -hmm. And so strength is actually built by a manner and form of weakness. And so um, when we think about it, you know, if you're, if you're doing those bicep curls, what's, what's happening is, is you're actually like tearing and stretching and pulling those muscles. And then the strengthening component actually comes in the recovery of when that muscle has an opportunity to recover, it builds itself back stronger so that it doesn't experience that tearing again. And that's why you always see yourself, right? Okay, now I can lift more because now you're responding to the fact that you're stronger, that your muscles are stronger. And so now you're tearing them apart in a different way. Again, you know, uh, for, for those, for those who are runners, you know, when you run, you're, you're tearing your hamstrings on a regular basis, but in that rest and recovery, there's a manner in which you are rebuilt. They're rebuilding themselves and becoming stronger because they're responding to how you train. And so I want to, and so now that we've unpacked strength, sort of as a definition, as a defining Mm -hmm. component of your journey, I want to dive a little bit into your journey and, and ask, so, so why strength? Like, why did you get into powerlifting and stuff like that? And for a little bit of background, you know, uh, Josh's sister runs track and, and ran track in high school and stuff like that. And so I've always found it phenomenal, the ways in which their sort of active journeys have diverged in that, you know, Katie has gone completely into, well, not right now, but, but that's a story for a different day. And then Josh, you kind of picked up uh, if I'm not mistaken, kind of about the time you were in college, if I'm tra- if I'm remembering it correctly, yes, yeah. you started picking up lifting as a form mm-hmm. of physical activity. And so k- let's jump back and and what got you into lifting and strength training as a manner of activity? Uh, maybe you know even deeper than the why we explored earlier. And then let's follow that journey as you've gotten stronger you know, as you met Jordan and you Mm -hmm. came into this relationship where you were doing something like this together and even following through into getting the certification as sort of like a physical trainer, let's follow through that journey a little bit. Yeah. Awesome. So, uh, it it definitely does start right around. Well, even before that, I used to play sports growing up as a kid all the time, whether it be soccer or football or things of that nature, but I'm not the most, uh, physically gifted person. I am five feet, seven inches and was 135 pounds when I was in college. So I was, I was a string bean, um, to, to put it lightly with that. Um, I was at college really needed something to do. I was doing interim sports, things of that nature, just really needed something. Um, I know you've had wonderful guests on recently talk about mental health. Um, and I was in college really just kind of down, um, on myself. And I was like, I just need to 
get out and do something. So I was on YouTube one day. Um, There's these two guys. They were the buff dudes. Um, They still make videos to this day, but they were more like comedy, but they were two big guys, but they put it really realistically. So we had a, a gym on campus. I was able to just kind of go in, do a little bit of weights, kind of train at the same time. It was still very novice, but I was able to just move my body. It was the the basic bicep curls, hop on a treadmill, do some like pull-ups, things of that nature. So very novice. And then unfortunately I failed out of college. Um, so that was one of those things that was kind of just like a big eye opener. Um, I, I had to come live back home with my parents. Um, I, was, I had to pick up a job. Um, so I was working at the local TGI Fridays for a little bit. Um, so and I was working the night shift. So it was like 6 p.m. to 2 a.m. So I would go to bed fairly early and then I'd have the, the afternoon. I was like, I still need something to do. Um, so I really just needed a hobby. I didn't want to just sit in my bed and play video games all day. So that was kind of like, hey, I started this gym thing in college. Let me find a local gym nearby and kind of do the same thing. So luckily, I was able to, to find a little mom and pop gym. It's called Fitness 19. Still there to the day. My dad still goes to that gym, which is awesome. Um, and it just kind of really took that experience that kind of those building blocks and built upon it. And then one day, um, there was this girl there. She was a little bit smaller, like five foot three inches, 135 pounds. And her name is Samantha Calhoun. I don't know how familiar you are with her, but she is actually a world record powerlifting champion. She is in the 63 kilo class and she actually deadlifted over 500 pounds um, for her weight class last year. So I kind of got to see two of me, <laughs> Yes, <laughs> almost yes. three of me. <laughs> yes. And like, this was back a couple of years ago and <laughs> she was doing phenomenal. like four Oh five, which is cow. like yeah. insane. So I was just like, I kind of viewed her as like, Oh my gosh, like she's tiny. She's a f- strong female. And I was just picking her brain and she's like, Hey, you know, you would be really good at powerlifting. I was like, what's powerlifting? She goes, it's basically squat bench and deadlift. She goes, and she kind of gave me some like tools to kind of navigate it that way. So I kind of really give her the credit to, to my strength journey to her. It's like, she was able to kind of just be a little like humble and be like, Hey, do this. You'd be kind of good at it and and take the ball and run with it. So I I really did powerlifting, um, the squat bench and deadlift for about two years, still training out of my, my local gym, still working close to 60 hours a week sometimes just trying to get it in and just really as a way to keep my body and my mind sane uh, while still I mean we obviously go to the gym because we want to look good but I wanted to also put on good muscle mass I was as you said one about 135 I put on close to about 20 pounds of solid muscle mass over the course of two years or so like the there's a couple before and after pictures I've taken that I'm like okay like that that looks that's that's incredible and my body felt better I had more energy um to where I could work long nights and 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 lift um so I really did the powerlifting side for a while and then during that time I found Jordan uh my wife uh we we were working together and she she had kind of always been in the field of I was a runner. She, she would be like, I want to go run, 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 run. I was like, cool, you go run. I'm going to leave the running to you. Cause I'm not going to lie. I hate running. It's not my forte. You guys that run all the time, I give you credit. Um, but 
we, we found each other and we learned the gym was like a common space to where we could spend time together. It didn't feel, it was something where we weren't at home just watching TV. We could go work out for a little bit, which was kind of like the beginning of like our relationship and how we built our relationship that it was off of strength um, that we, we were able to kind of get in the gym together, see each other struggle on sets and reps and see each other grow in that realm which was kind of beautiful in itself. Um, and then I was kind of transitioning out of the powerlifting field. Sam was my coach for a little bit, um, but I just wanted to change it up. So that's when I kind of found Strongman. Um, you see Strongman, it's those big guys on ESPN. They, they pull the trucks and lift that, the, the concrete stones and put the logs overhead. Yes, I've, I've done that a couple of times. I've pulled an F 350 with about seven yeah. people in there Ooh. it was yeah it's and i equate that to playing in traffic sometimes because yeah. there there are some days where you just get beat up and bruised and you don't look that great and and but the the feeling of overcoming i just pulled the truck mm-hmm. with all these people it's such an endorphin rush it's it's one of those things where it's you, you can almost put your mind to it where it's overcoming that, that goal in front of you or that obstacle in front of you and and really pushing yourself being like, I can do this, or I can put 200 pounds overhead. It's, it's one of those things where it really strongman specifically takes you out of your comfort zone, especially being a smaller athlete. Like there it's, it's an athlete made for these bigger guys. You have to put heavy objects, 200 pounds plus over things that are, 50 plus inches. So that comes up to my chest. So that was just another way of kind of challenging myself. I've always been competitive, but couldn't be competitive in a sports world. So it was just a way for me to be competitive with other people that share the same theology almost of getting in the gym, working hard for our body, um, treating our body with respect, but also kind of having that competitive edge as well which is something I think is, is healthy. Having a little bit of competition is great as long as it's friendly competition and it doesn't take over or just consume you. Um, I think that's healthy and kind of why I've still kind of uh, pursued it. And then that's led into dabbling a little bit in CrossFit last year. It was one of those things where I have a, a really good friend now. She was a basically went to the like regionals for the CrossFit games um, over in California. So she's super experienced and we did a, a little novice uh, local competition just to kind of get me out of my comfort zone. I, I like being challenged and being pushed. And I was like, Hey, we're going to do scaled. She's like, I can't do scaled because I'm this like RX high level athlete. We got to meet in the middle at intermediate. So it was things mm-hmm. like handstand pushups. And the first time I did like a handstand pushup, I looked like the letter C, like it was embarrassing. Like there's, there's videos of me just failing, but by the end of a week, two weeks, like I was able to rep out 10 reps or so. So it's really using that strength journey. It's, it's kind of been neat to see it start at like a barbell, learning the foundations, using that as like an awesome building block from my struggles after college, failing out of college, having to, to come home um, unexpectedly. And then using that as, as like a coping me- mechanism slash hobby to kind of really just use that to, to keep my body healthy because I needed to. Um, and then really built into that, that competitive field, uh, competitive and 
background feel to where I can challenge myself and really tell my mind, yes, you're capable of pulling a truck. Yes, you're able to put 200 pounds overhead. Yes, you're able to deadlift 405 for five, five reps or something like that, where it's, it's, it's almost like a mental taxing game, but it's the validation at the end. Once when you do it, it's, it's such an adrenaline rush. And it's kind of why I'm still doing that. Um, and I've really come to love it so much. I'm, I'm in the process of getting my certification um, because I want to know, like I've done, I know a lot of the why, but know really more in depth in the why, but also love helping people. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's really something that, yes, I do some of these crazy disciplines, but you don't have to do these crazy disciplines. As long as you just like move your body in some sort of way, like it doesn't have to be ridiculous. I can even, you can even do stuff at home. Um, really just another way to kind of take care of our body because it's been crazy these, during these pandemic times, Mm -hmm. we got to take care of our bodies. So it's like another way for me to just kind of offer and teach people just because I feel like I am fairly personable and I can kind of put things in layman's terms, as opposed to being like the scientific definition, because people just get intimidated by the gym. I I will say the gym's super intimidating. Um, when you get those guys throwing around 500, 600 plus pounds, and if you're very new, you're you're scared and you don't know what to do. So that's kind of why I've I've started going that avenue. And, and so I hear a couple of of things that I just love in this story, and the first can sort of piggybacks on this conversation of strength versus weakness. And I love that you talked about you know. And, and bringing the vulnerability of, of failing out of college and like having to move back home. And so it's like this point of weakness in your life. And in the midst of that weakness, you know, it could have been so easy to admit defeat to, I mean, I don't know what you would have done in admitting defeat, um, but, but you almost found in that a way and you asked yourself, okay, in this time, like I'm back at my parents' house, I'm, I'm not in college anymore. You know, I've, I've, you know, you basically had to admit yourself, you know, I failed and you were like, so how do I care for myself so that I can kind of get back on the horse and care for others? And so we see this point from which you I had to admit failure. And then you had to figure out how to care for yourself to lift you up out of that failure. Because I think one of the things that we can see in our own journeys is we cannot feed from, we can, we can teach from our failure, but not if we haven't handled it ourselves, right? There could have been a way in which, you know, you could have like just gone out and told your story. Like I failed, I, you know, I, I, all X, Y, Z done all of this stuff. Um, but if you don't have the story to say, but then this is what I did to care for myself in this time, you know, it's almost like the story means nothing. If you're talking to people who are going through the same situation, you know, what's the hope? Um, what's the, what's the way in which you move forward? And so it's almost like strength training became a metaphor for building the strength of your life back up. Right. And, you know, you see yourself getting a job at TGI Fridays and then finding the gym. And then as you see yourself sort of, uh, dive into this manner of, of strength training and lifting and CrossFit, 
you know, at least for me, and I think for those of you who are listening, I hope what you heard is this manner that the more that Josh entered into those manners of self-care, and even the more in which I will say, just having seen Josh's journey, that he kind of steers into this purpose and, and calling that God has put within him, the more that he has been able to overcome the weaknesses that he may have experienced, the failures he may have experienced, and come in and and now the strength has almost become something. And you know, Josh, I put I put on our rundown. I, you know, I wanted to talk about you know, do you ever experience weakness? And I think you almost kind of answered that question already because, you know, what was going through your mind? You know, when you come home from college, um, and and Josh went to Shenandoah, mm-hmm. um, and then so so up from Winchester back down to Virginia Beach. I mean, you're from Virginia Beach, Chesapeake area. Um, but, but moving back home, you know, pause there for a second. Like, what did that feel like? What was going through your mind in that point in time? Oh, it was as if I had fallen down just a flight of stairs and was trying and my keys, my wallet, my phone shattered, went all over the floor. And I'm just here to try to pick up all the pieces. I didn't know which, where to start, where to go things of that nature. I was the first male to, to go to college and was potentially the first male to, to graduate from college. So it was kind of like I had let my family down a little bit too. So it was kind of also dealing with that. Um, so it was really just in a dark place, essentially, where I had to just kind of reassess, just kind of be like, hey, this is only a time in my life where, yes, I failed. Um, yes, I let some people down. However, I'm going to use this as a building block. And I've learned that now recently where it's like, you have to use those times where you fail. We're, we're human. We're going to fail. Mm-hmm. Um, where it's not the end of the road. Yes, there's days that are just going to be the worst when you are just beat down and, and you just can't figure it out. And you feel like all of your stuff is just all over the place and, and you can't get out of that hole. However, what what kind of helped me kind of get out of that hole was setting a goal or setting like a day to to go to the gym being like yes i i i failed there and i have to come back home i'm i'm living with my parents i have to work but it's like let let's set a goal for me to achieve let's let's go to the gym two days this week let's let's do something let's make enough money so i can buy my own car mm-hmm. um, and kind of using those strength building principles um, that I've I slowly learned during that time to kind of navigate me out of that hole to to where I'm at today. Yeah. And so let's come into the strength training and uh, find a way and, and let, offer some encouragement for those who may be in that hole right now, right? Because uh, like I said, the strength training has almost become a metaphor for for what has happened in your life. And so uh, as you know, you're, you're training for your certification, you're, you're doing all this stuff. So, I mean, this should the, the, almost like a test here. So like, a, how do you approach weakness when you're doing strength training? I say we, wherever you're, you're strong at, you're going to be weak at, not everyone is going to be good at, at everything. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like, I am very much a, a squatter and a deadlifter and a very strong legs. However, my upper body is not my strong suit. So it's like, I, the first thing you do is you have to acknowledge it. You have to acknowledge, Hey, I am, I'm weak here. 
it's okay to be weak there. It's okay, especially if, if you have a weakness, whether it be strength training or running, where it's like, I'm a really good sprinter, but my long distance isn't that great. It's, it's taking that, acknowledging it, but also working on it. And, and the way to work on it, in, in my opinion, is setting like achievable goals where it's like, I want to hit this number where it's like, I want to hit 135 on the bench press for two reps this week. And then it's like, I want to hit 135 for three reps next week. So that way you can still see a little bit of progress. I think having those little milestones, especially when you, when there is weakness is important because if you're already defeated and you fail again, you just kind of get in that, that mindset of, I'm always going to be weak. I'm always going to fail. Granted, if you fail, that's okay. It Take that as like a learning experience. It's like, all right, I know I couldn't do that. Strength training specifically, it, it relies on so much other things. It, it relies on sleep. It, it relies on stress. Mm-hmm. It relies on, on how you ate. So just because you, you, you might have failed one day in particular or something of that nature, it's like, really assess it's like hey i might have been extra stressed at work or i might have only gotten six hours of sleep and sometimes that weakness isn't in the gym it's sometimes how you you operate on your your day-to-day life it's let me get eight hours of sleep let me try to eat really good this week let me try to take care of my body in a different way drink more water that's something i struggle with where it's like let me try to drink some more water so that way if i when i do go into the gym i feel better and i'm prepared for it um to kind of really have that game plan so i can hit those goals so it's like where it's okay to be weak and with weakness you're going to fail um and i know that's hard to accept but it's it's take take that acknowledge it and then really set like a game plan of how you're going to tackle it and accomplish it. That's kind of like my biggest way to how to handle weaknesses. And I think, like you said, you know, in weakness, we learn about ourselves, right? Mm -hmm. And in failure, we learn about ourselves And, and we almost have to come at it. Not that failure is expected. I don't think we should ever expect failure. I think we should always expect success. Yes. But uh, it comes back to kind of this thing that I that I mean I think I've raised it multiple times in this podcast. I know I definitely raised it in in the episode that came out uh, last week with Tear of you know we have to offer ourselves grace mm-hmm. and say you know okay I failed right it was you know you, you're you're sitting on your parents couch you know okay I failed like mm-hmm. what have I learned what can I do you know you get that you you know you you mess up that lift and it's not perfect. So, um, and this is why, you know, you got spotters. This is why you got coach. This is why you get community around you. Cause like someone can say, oh man, your form was off or like your right Mm -hmm. side's looking weak. Like maybe you got something going on here and like, you know, yesterday. uh, So we're recording this on January 27th. Yesterday I did my workout and uh, my coach will run my workouts with me, which is great. And yesterday he was just like looking at my form and he's like, your form's looking good, but like you're slouching your shoulders and putting your head down when you get tired. So make sure you're keeping your body up straight. You know, we have those ways in which uh, in when when we don't quite get something right, when we fail, when we have a weakness, it's it's acknowledging it and then finding a way to grow. I mean, just like we do with any sort of spiritual gift, it's about acknowledging. And, and I mean, there are going to be those weaknesses where there's not a whole lot we can do, but then oftentimes that becomes the compensation of either community or the rest of the body, right? You know, you talk about, you know, your legs are really strong. And so like, you can really get in on those squats. Well, 
doing squats with weights myself, I know that like, there's still a little bit of upper body strength that, that mm -hmm. is sometimes involved there. You know, you got to keep your, your core strong. You got to be able to like actually support that weight on your shoulders. And so it's not like there's no upper body strength that's going in a squat, but there's definitely a way when you're doing a squat that you can compensate with your legs on maybe a weakness in the upper body. And so even in lifting, there are ways in which you know, the stronger part of the body can help out the weaker part of the body. Mm -hmm. And I, and, it, but how are we ever going to know that, Hey, my upper body, or if I'm like, okay, my upper body's weak. And I just try and like, okay, just let me add more weight. And then we end up destroying it. Maybe we end up hurting ourselves, mm -hmm. causing an injury. You know, it comes right back to that thing of, you know, what's the manner of self-care that you're practicing? Um, and, and this is why, at least for me, and I think for this podcast, it's so important that we answer that question of why. So like, why are you strength training? Well, you say you want to be strong, right? Um, you, you, and I mean, that's the point of strength training, right? The point of lifting. I want to lift as much weight as possible. Um, but at the detriment of what, right? And if you have a weak part of your body and that part of the body is just going to be weak, but maybe I can compensate somewhere to help out you know, is it worth damaging something in order in, in the process of trying to reach this goal? Um, and so what is, what does it mean to, to, like we talked about Deborah, to grow through our weaknesses rather than to allow our weaknesses or our limitations to limit us and, and become part of, of who we are. Um, and I know at least and running because you know you're getting personal training you know i'm working on on run coaching there is that nature in which okay you've got to address the weaknesses but sometimes there are weaknesses that you need to get a little creative with addressing right yeah, yeah. yeah. um and so the other place that i love that you went is this like comparison game like this this way in which we compare ourselves to others uh we've heard it on this podcast before we've seen it in our active faith group um, I know I do it all the time. You know, I walk in the gym and I'm, I'm intimidated by two things when I walk into a gym. So any gym I'll walk into, um, this is Andrew's personal confessional time. Um, <laughs> two things I'm intimidated by when I walk into the gym. One, I am intimidated um, specifically by the free weight section, because when you walk into the free weight section, so that's the section with all the bars, with the, the, um, the, the, just anything that's not a machine and you walk into the free weight section. Uh, and that's where, uh, and that, that's where, that's where Josh is, <laughs> yes. um, yeah. oh, but yeah. that's where these people, and it's these guys and they're like lifting this like heavy, heavy weight. Um, and it's not that I think that I can lift that heavy, heavy weight, but it's like, oh man, like, uh, you know, uh, you get into that comparison game. And, and then the second thing that intimidates me about the gym is the machines, because I don't know how to always use them. Mm -hmm. um, so like when I walk into the gym, I just go straight for cardio equipment and just, I, I, I do my thing. Um, but, but to revisit that first one of uh, the comparison game in itself is a weakness in our society, I think. Absolutely. Um, it's a thing, it's a game that we play with ourselves that um, if I am not like that person, mm -hmm. then my worth means nothing. And I think that there's a way in which one, we've conflated that, which is what I love about our community in that we celebrate what people are doing. Um, and we don't try and hopefully, you know, we don't try and compare ourselves to them, mm -hmm. um, but we just celebrate what they're doing. And then we try and do what we can do ourselves. Um, 
and experience the encouragement and support from that. Uh, but so often, you know, we, we get online or we do something and, you know, oh, I see Josh did a 400 pound deadlift. I don't know if that's an actual thing. Um, mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, so what's your deadlift PR? Uh, four thirty, and I hit that for a double. I don't, yeah. I don't know what my single is right now. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. so I go in the gym and I see Josh deadlift. And for those of you who are listening, a deadlift is that's it's it's literally what it sounds like. You know, the bars on the ground. You have four hundred and thirty pounds of weight on it, and and you lift it up. Right. You just deadlift it right off the ground. Um, and so I get to the gym. I see Josh deadlift 430 pounds. Um, probably on a good day, I maybe I could deadlift the bar. <laughs> um, and so let's talk a little bit about that comparison game and like what that can look like and what it means to maybe be comfortable in who we are and achieve our own goals. Yeah, absolutely. So I think the comparison game, you you kind of touched on it earlier. We have these like inflated standards of what we're supposed to do, uh, especially with social media. You can just get scrolling on Instagram or TikTok and you can just see like the fitness industry blew up the past like five years. So anyone who, who thinks they can do anything in the gym, they're going to record and put it on social media. So we kind of already have that preconceived notion of I have to do this or I have to look like this to be successful when in case we're not built like that. Like I'm not built like half Thor, the, the world's strongest man. He's seven two, like 400 pounds. I know I can't do that or, or putting it into runner's length, like jargon. It's like if he's 400 these, pounds. You could deadlift him. Yeah, on a good day. <laughs> but still, it's it's one of those things where it's like we have to really not eliminate those those extra influence outside influences, but not compare ourselves to them. Mm -hmm. Not compare these people. A lot of these people have been doing this for years, and this is what they do for a living. Where it's like. They, they wake up, they, they eat a certain way, they train a certain way, they recover a certain way to where it's not like you and I can do this, where their day is set up, they don't have to, their job is literally to, to do this fit, fitness and physical activity, where this is what they do, you, you can't really compare yourself to them. Yes, is it great to use them as like an influence? Be like, I want to eventually look like them or eventually do the feats of strength that they they do. So that's kind of like the big, the first thing in comparison. It's it's kind of like we can't compare ourselves to what we see on social media or on YouTube or on Netflix documentaries. It's like Andrew is Andrew, Josh is Josh, Katie is Katie. It's mm -hmm. like everyone's going to have their strengths and their weaknesses. And then the other way like to compare is we all start somewhere. Um, so just because you, you can only do the bar, even though I think you could do more than the bar, um, it would be, Hey, you started at the bar. And then from there, it's what, what, what did Josh do or kind of creating yourself around that community that you talked about. I have so many friends where it, friends and coaches where we have just talked about our journey of what's worked for us, what hasn't worked for us, and kind of use it to create your own 
template essentially, just because what works best for you might not work best for someone else. So it's, it's really knowing your body, knowing what works best for your body uh, and what your body best reacts to. So it's like, you have to kind of have that grace of not being of not comparing yourself to to these other guys in the gym but it's like hey if if you want to get better or or do these these things it's like sometimes you have to ask them it's like hey what did you do to to get in there and and it's it's intimidating but it builds these relationships where you have these friends where you kind of understand each other on a certain level because especially with strength training it's not glorious at all like it's it's hard you're beating your, yourself up sometimes but you kind of have the same res- like understanding mindset wise of hey we put ourselves through these hard stressful situations for fun or to take care of our bodies this certain way let me support you let me help you up let me encourage you just because you've been with the bar yes, do it. Do the bar like as much as you can. Then next week it's like, Hey, I'm, I saw you do the bar 10 times. You're going to put 10 pounds on each side. And it's kind of like a, a like an, a comment, like a, um, not a, like a accountability. That's the mm-hmm. word, a, like an accountability where if you can get accountability with someone to kind of hold you accountable, that's, that's another great thing where it's having a coach, having a partner. Like that's one great thing with Jordan. It's like, she trains a little bit different than me, but she's like, Hey, I know you could do more overhead. Why aren't you doing more overhead? I know you're, you're capable of that. It's, it's really using that and kind of holding yourself accountable in, in that aspect too, where it's like, I know you're capable of, of doing more push yourself because the human body is capable more than what we what we think it's mental mentally wise so it's it's another way of just kind of breaking that comparison essentially um just kind of using that and we're at the end of the day we're, we're all human and we're all different so it's everyone has a different goal and a different path mm-hmm. um and not everyone's going to be doing the same things especially in the gym or, or even in life too And I think one of the things that we can all take from that is knowing, I guess, again, it's this, it's these same things. um, And this is why I wanted to start this podcast because I wanted to tell these different journeys, right? Josh's journey is different than tears is different than Deborah's is different than all the previous guests that we've had on. uh, But to show that we do all have different journeys that get us to the point where we are. And that's something that's worth celebrating. You know, it's worth celebrating when Josh lifts uh, 435 pounds or, you know, when Josh lifts 450 pounds, because I know he's going to get there and, and it's celebrating that. And then it's coming in and it's saying, okay, like using that as encouragement for my own goals, right? I don't, I don't need to think that, that I need to deadlift 450 pounds. Um, But, you know, gosh, darn it. I'm going to go after, you know, a 90 minute half marathon, um, Mm -hmm. which I don't think Josh ever has any intention of doing. Not at all. Uh, (laughs) Um, but, but Josh's goals can help to push me forward in my own goals. I don't need to say, well, Josh can lift 450 and he's like five, five and, and weighs like a whole lot less than me. I mean, 
Josh is not nearly as big as me. Um, I mean, he is like here, but, but like not, not here. <laughs> um, but like, I don't need to consider myself in, in needing to hit that goal. And, but I think the comparison game would be, well, he can do it. Then I should be able to do it. Uh, and I think when we go down that path, we then begin to put that burden upon ourselves that even self-care in and of itself becomes a competition, right? And this is one of the things uh, that I don't know if it's present in the strength training community, in the lifting community, um, but it's definitely present. And I've seen it a lot in the running community. You know, we have our competitive areas in the running community, right? We have the elites. We have those people who are competing for the gold medals, who are competing for the prize money. Uh, but I even hear this nature from them that, okay, yeah, like I'm competing, but I'm also like doing it to try and like reach my own bounds of what I can do. And it's really when I tow the line of a race, it's me against the clock. And like, it's me against myself and it's me against my goals. And my goals for that day might be, yeah, I'm going to set a lifetime best or my goals for that day may be something that is not even close to like, what my body has done in the past. It may just be like, look, here's my goal. And I think there's a level of satisfaction that comes from that uh, in caring for ourselves. You know, I recognize that I have goals of doing something that not a lot of other humans have done. And that's the way that I see to care for myself. It's the goals that I have. They're not going to be your goals. Uh, they're not going to be anybody else's goals. They're going to be, you know, these are Andrew's goals. These are Josh's goals. Um, Josh's goals are not Andrew's goals because if they were, then they like, right. I mean, it, it just wouldn't make sense. And I think getting ourselves out of that mindset and I think entering into communities that allow that mindset to foster, right. Allow that communal mindset to foster. Uh, and so, you know, what is your community like when you're in there deadlifting? Like I said earlier, you know, it's those videos of like, uh, seeing all those folks around you. And I've seen it at the gym. You know, someone is getting ready to do a PR. Uh, and sometimes, not all the time, it kind of depends on the community that's been built at the gym. But you'll see everybody stop, uh -huh. right? Everybody stops what they're doing. And then everybody is like around there. And I see that in your videos. I've seen it at gyms before. It's like, you know, Josh is going after 450 and like everybody else stops what they're doing. And everybody comes around and is like, go, Josh, go. Like, mm -hmm. you got this. You got this. Yeah. And I think that's the community that we aspire to. And that's what helps break down those like social stigmas of comparison. Like, I tell people Strava is, is an activity app. You know, you can put all sorts of things in Strava. And uh, a, a lot of people talk about the comparison game in Strava. Of, you know, I want to do it this way. I want to do it like them. Um, and, and I just remember like talking to someone and saying, no, uh, you know, I log on to Strava one, yes, to see what my stats look like. But literally I'll just like scroll through Strava and just like hit the like button on everybody's activity mm -hmm. because I want everybody to know that they did a great job. One time my wife called me out. She's like, do you just like scroll and like, I said, no, I like look at the activities and I'll like see what they did, but it doesn't change the fact that I want everybody to feel like they've been encouraged. And mm -hmm. I think that that's the great mm -hmm. thing when we can build those communities that helps us to live into that mindset. Yeah, absolutely. And, and having that community, just around you, especially when we're going through these hard times, because a lot of people do tend to share the same story as, as 
me or as someone else where they're going through these hard times and the gym or the physical activity is a release. Um, and having that sense of community around you can really just like hone you in and really bring you up like out of a hard time sometimes where it's like you have that support, you feel almost like almost invincible, but you feel like you could do anything, whether, mm -hmm. whether it's lifting 450 pounds, whether it's running a 5k for Matt, like at like a PB or like hopping on the bodybuilding stage. Like that's something my, my wife did what Jordan did, where it's yeah. like surrounding yourself and, and encouraging one another. It's, it's important where it's like, we're all on the same journey. It all might be a different journey, but we should all be there to, to love support and encourage the other person. It's like, you want to surround yourself with those people. And then the possibilities are endless really, which is something that I think is almost as important as, as recovery. It's like yeah. surround yourself with, with, a, with a pact and, and you can do anything essentially. Yeah. And, and I think that that's, that's the purpose here on active faith, right? You know, we are building a theology of self-care and it's how we care for ourselves so that we can care for others. And, and in that it's saying, you know, all right, let's put the comparison game away. We don't, we don't need to be like them. We can be ourselves and we can do awesome and amazing things. And so, you know, here we're, we're rewriting the script of the world. And I mean, what a great journey uh, and what a great testimony that is. So Josh, let's, uh, let's close this podcast. And let's jump into these end of podcast questions. Um, and, and I added one, but I didn't tell Josh that I added one. So this is going to be kind of interesting. I've got a new end of, now I've got four questions instead of three. So Josh, you're the first one with all four of these questions, but I'm going to start out with my regular first one, which is what is something that you have done that has made you feel accomplished? Oh, it's, it's competing. It's, it's, it's the very first competition I did was, was amazing. And I didn't do all that great, but the fact that I got out there competed and had a simple sense of accomplishment was just something that keeps bringing me back really where it's, it's, it's like, I can push myself to, to do these crazy things sometimes but also have the encouragement of my, my loved ones my family and my friends being like you did amazing regardless of what the stat sheet says I couldn't do that so it's like keep going and and that's kind of been my biggest thing for sure all right here's the new one what is a goal that you have that's coming up Ooh, uh, so you've kind of already touched on it. I really want to pull 500 pounds. Uh, that's, that's actually my goal for, for next year where it's, it, it's, it's been a, a big goal out of the way, but, um, that's been one. And then recently it's getting my certification where it's mm -hmm. like, uh, getting that, that strength and conditioning certification. So I can start teaching people and helping people, um, that you don't have to do these crazy things in the gym um but if it's just a matter of like weight loss like let's do it let's let's encourage you like it's okay it's scary but i'm i'm here to help you out and to guide you essentially so aside from god who do you go to when life gets tough oh my wife she's my rock yeah she's <laughs> she's my rock she she encourages me so much uh she she pushes me when i need to be pushed but she loves me when i when i need to be loved so it's it's one of those great things to, to have a, a fantastic life partner to kind of encourage you in the, the activities that we do. Um, she's, she's my rock for sure. 
And then aside from physical activity, what are some other ways that you practice self-care? Oh gosh. Um, therapy really like that's been one of the biggest things like recently going to therapy has been, been great. Um, that's been something that I've really done for, for self-care, uh, that's helped me immensely where it's like, if I can't get into the gym, talking to someone's been, been great. And it's okay to talk to someone where it's like, sometimes you, you need that, that, that little release. And it's, it's okay to kind of have that, that non-biased person. Um, that's been another great thing for self-care, um, or, or even just like, eating and cooking. Like I love to cook too. So it's like making my own food, making food for my wife, where it's like, we don't have to go out to eat, to have a delicious burger and fries. I can make it at home, um, with less of the, the, the extra stuff in there. And it's still delicious. And it's a little bit cheaper sometimes too. So those, those two have been my biggest for sure. I'm coming to your house for burgers and fries next time. <laughs> do it. We do chicken burgers with like sweet potato fries. Ooh, oh, yes. So oh, good. that sounds good, man. Gosh, I am coming over. All right. I'll see you in about three hours. Bring I got to get some work done here before I leave. Um, okay, that's fine. <laughs> uh, and then, yeah, I mean, so much about that. Therapy is great. Um, I hate the stigma in the church that all you need is Jesus. Um, it's it. I think I posted it on the active faith page. Like you can have Jesus and a therapist. Um, and in fact, it, it, it's, it's highly encouraged. Um, mm -hmm. I know that there are impediments to that, especially in our healthcare system. Uh, but if you are able to, to have that sort of, uh, self-care ritual and routine, I mean, it, it, it helps so much. Mm -hmm. Um, I think I, I, I go into my therapist and, and sometimes he'll be like, you know, uh, Andrew, do you just come here to talk for an hour? And I said, yes, <laughs> I do. Yep. I do just come here to talk for an hour sometimes. Um, and so, yes, I mean, those are such uh, important and great ways. So, you know, Josh, this has been great. Um, now, no one, uh, now no one can say that I only have uh, cardio athletics in here. Not that strength is not <laughs> cardio, uh, but, you know, I've only had runners and cyclists and swimmers on here. So we've gotten some lifters. Uh, I'm trying to branch out. You know, I always say sometimes it's a little bit harder, uh, you know, to go for a run or a walk, all you really need is like a, a pair of shoes. And mm -hmm. yeah, it's nice when they're like good fitted and, you know, sometimes they are a little bit expensive, but sometimes some of the other ones are a little bit tougher, but I also think, and I also loved in the early part of your story where you were like, no, but this is what I need. Right. And mm -hmm. so you found a way to make it happen. Um, and to know that there are all kinds of places out there uh, that can help us. You know, if you are someone who doesn't like to walk, who doesn't like to run, um, you know, uh, there are gyms out there that can help you, you know, do strength stuff. And there are gyms that offer discounts. You know, I know the YMCA has, has uh, at least in our area. And I know in Richmond have like discounted programs where you can get some, some money off your membership and stuff like that. And I know there are gyms all over the place. Uh, there's a, a gym at a church in uh, Chesterfield, like Dinwiddie, Prince George area that is in a church, awesome. um, Petersburg, awesome. I think maybe. And so, you know, they just, they get together and they lift together. So, I mean, there's all kinds of those ways in which we can do that. Um, and so, you know, while I don't have them on as much and while they may be a little bit fewer and far between, it doesn't mean that they're not like awesome forms of physical activity. And so, mm -hmm. Josh, I want to thank you for coming on and telling your story. We'll make sure that uh, Josh, Josh's socials are in the, uh, 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 podcast notes. Uh, but Josh, thank you so much for coming on this week. Yeah. Thanks for having me, Andrew. And, uh, it's been a pleasure and Hey, maybe we'll be back in, in another episode. There you go. Yeah. We're going to yeah. get you on to talk about recovery. Once you get, uh, once you get Absolutely. certified, once I get certified and you're certified, we're just going to have a long talk about recovery.
<laughs> I love it. Let's do it. All right, man. Have a good day. Oh, wow. I don't know if you enjoyed that conversation as much as I did, but that was so great getting to catch up with Josh. You know, like I said, Josh and I have been friends for a long time. I've known his family for a long time. And it was so great to hear this part of his journey as I have seen him grow, as I have seen him do these amazing things, as I've seen him uh, make these steps in his journey. In spite of, of what may have felt like failure, to see him come through those times where he felt weak and to grow stronger. Just like we said, you know, when you feel weak, when you start training, when you start doing things, when you start getting active, right? It's gonna hurt at first, it's gonna be hard at first. And it's because those muscles are breaking down. It's because those muscles are learning how to do new things. And so when we feel weakest is when we have the most potential to do awesome things. And so what we do when we have failure in our lives is we respond by trying to strengthen. And so when you experience those times of weakness in your life, when you experience those times of failure, what are those things that you're doing to build that strength in your life? As we're building this seek theology, as we're moving ourselves into this new sort of understanding of life, of faith, as we're living out, right? Josh's story teaches us so much about that that uh, our stories are not over. We can continue to write them. And even in the midst of what may feel like a time of weakness, a time of failure, we have awesome things ahead of us if we will just get out and learn how to care for ourselves. And so I want to thank you so much for joining us in this conversation today. Thank you for coming in. Thank you for allowing me to, to, to come into your life in this way. And so don't forget to check out those show notes, right? I'm going to have some of Josh's information in there, how to find Josh on social media. Uh, don't forget our active faith community on Facebook. Join that community for some support and encouragement as we are going along this journey and some conversation as well. Don't forget to follow the podcast, Act Active Faith Pod, Facebook and Instagram. Uh, and I have some other awesome things that are coming out soon. I cannot wait to make these announcements. I'm continuing to build this network. And so uh, look out for those announcements. But I would be forever grateful if you would like and follow, subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast listening platform, whatever that may be. Apple, Google, Spotify, Amazon, whatever it is, like, follow so that these episodes come into your feed as soon as they are published. So Wednesdays, they will be right there in your feed when you wake up, listen to them at any point in time during your week, but they will be right there. And if you are feeling really generous, please, please go and rate and review this podcast. It, it helps other folks see it. It helps other folks know uh, how great it is, how awesome it is. And if you leave me a review, I always say this, and, and we haven't gotten a review yet, so maybe uh, we will get a review in soon. I promise I will give you a shout out in, the, uh, in this outro on the next episode. So make sure you go rate and review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Let me know that you're loving the podcast. And lastly, and, and hopefully kind of almost the easiest way for you to help me out with this podcast is go and share this podcast with a friend. You know, I put this on social media every Wednesday morning. And so if you would just take the extra moment to go and hit that share button on Facebook, on Instagram, let others know that you are listening. Let others know that you're enjoying. Let others know that this podcast is here even if you're not a listener, but you can definitely feel the support from the community to, to know that someone else may benefit from these conversations uh, as we continue to build a theology of self-care. So invite them to listen. 
And now may God bless each of us and may we find ways to stay active in and for God's kingdom. Amen.